0: Happy hour from Central City, New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. We're at Casa Borrega mm. in Central City. Hi, Andrew. Hey, you. Yeah. Welcome back from it's good to being be back. around yeah. the world. Casa Borrega is a bar, a restaurant, and a live music venue on Aretha Castle, Haley Boulevard at Felicity. Come and check them out. You can get some awesome food here. Here's some great music and have a great drink. What are we guys, what are we drinking here? Some sort of orange... Mm deliciousness mm-hmm. some orange rum, goodness. Orange goodness. we don't know but it's good <laughs> it's, uh,
1: whatever it is I want good. more
0: okay in the next 60 minutes you're going to get these meet these five people sitting around the table here with me they all live in New Orleans and also you'll get to hear some live music as well at the end of the show you might conclude New Orleans is a great city where people love to talk have fun and enjoy great music but you probably know that already so let's get right on with doing nothing but enjoying the next 60 minutes of happy hour together, and an extremely intimidating bunch of guests sitting around the table here, Andrew, for your special return from Europe are in this order Lenny Elsfeld. Lenny moved to New Orleans in 1981, when you were just one year old, I suppose, then, yeah. And for the past 30 years, he's founded, staffed, and operated a series of investment, banking, and brokerage firms, which sounds scary, doesn't it? Yes, right there. <laughs> Today Lenny's the president and CEO of FBT Investments, but he's much more than just a banker. Listen to this, in 1982, Lenny founded Louisiana's 1st nonprofit for terminally ill children, a Child's Wish, which is still running and has granted wishes to over 1300 children. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. impressive, isn't it? Awesome. That's kind very of very cool. He's a nice awesome. banker. Thank yeah. you. No <laughs> such thing. A man with a heart. He's <laughs> also the founder of the Crescent City Hockey League that plays inline and in ice hockey and in 2003 Lenny was appointed head coach of the USA Junior World Inline Hockey Team. Wow. From New Orleans. Come on. Very and that's cool. just the stuff Blim I have away. time for on the intro. Wait till you hear the rest of it. <laughs> Over here is Leah Saras. Hi Leah. Hi. How are you? I'm great. Good How to are see you. you. Leah you is too. first and foremost a chef. She's a graduate of the prestigious Johnson and Wales University mm. and moved to New Orleans to become the program director of the brand new Gold Ring Center for Culinary Medicine. Mm. Indeed. Culinary medicine is a world first, a pioneering undertaking by Tulane University Medical School. Which makes Leah the first ever chef to teach at medical school. Cool. That's, wha- that's what we say in anyway. the entire globe. Is that not true? You're going to tell me that's bullshit now? Uh,
1: no, no. We it's believe true. It's, it's, we believe that to be true.
0: Did anyone research that?
1: We don't know of any other program that exists. Okay, so ours, we're going to so go with that. Yes. That's pretty
0: unbelievable that yes, you're the so first ever chef yes. to teach doctors. Can yeah. you think of the number of doctors who have graduated and are practicing and not one single one of them has had any instruction so in diet and nutrition?
1: Th- they have had a little. There are some programs that are much smaller, but not to the extent that ours are. Right.
0: Yeah. Well, I think it's pretty amazing. And I'm sure you, you guys agree with me, right? the gold ring center for coloring medicine is part of the new development on broad street where whole foods is moving into what used to be the old schwegmans Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. chef lear is developing and teaching a curriculum for medical students as well as teaching continuing education for the healthcare and food service industry indeed what do you do in your off time just drink i enjoy
1: new orleans (laughs) how long have you been here uh, almost a year and a half.
0: Okay. Yeah. So this is summer number two. You've already been here for one hurricane, assumedly.
1: Yeah, Isaac, which, which ironically is my brother's name, so he was my first hurricane. There you go. I guess
0: that makes <laughs> some sense. Maybe you attracted that.
1: Yeah. You know, he always picked on me growing up, so I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: maybe he was doing it Thanks again. Isaac. And look who's across <laughs> the table. I've seen you on television for so many years. I'm so pleased to be able to finally meet you. It's Darlene Kusanza, who's the executive director and CEO of Crime Stoppers. Perhaps the most ambitious job in the whole of New Orleans, being the person who's responsible for stopping crime.
2: Wow. I don't know if I'd call it ambitious,
0: but yes. Busy. Busy. This is a position that you've held, Darlene, for the last 18 years. Darlene was awarded the United States Marshals Service Citizen of the Year Award in 2008. The same year, she was named Community Leader of the Year by the Jefferson Chamber of Commerce, and in 2009, Darlene was named Role Model of the Year. I was hoping to get that, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how you beat me out on Role Model of the Year. Role Model of the Year by the Young Leadership Council. Darlene's a charter member and president of the Louisiana Crime Stoppers Association, a graduate from the FBI Citizens Academy, an executive board member of the New Orleans Crime Coalition, a fleur ambassador, which I don't know what that is, and serves on numerous boards and community school-related committees. As well wow you're a busy person
2: thank you i'm not as fun as you are <laughs> well we've no only way just way. we've only had we one have, drink so have some, some more drink <laughs> yeah, there's plenty
0: of time what is a fleur-de-lis ambassador by the way
2: um actually after katrina we had a group of people who went out and, and talked about the city and all the wonderful things that are here ah. And I was a crime related flirt elite ambassador. Well that's a funny job, yeah. isn't it? We went out talking about how good
0: <laughs> how good our criminals. We are number one after <laughs> we're very all. Very good crisis. at finding that's
2: them. True. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did
0: you were you able to say that around the country? Hey, are we number one If now? you like crime, I come I here. We
2: were five, no, no, we're I didn't say that. One. I talked about all the wonderful things that we're doing and the new things that we're doing that catch crime. Catch well, we'll
0: get onto that in a minute yeah. no. because, uh-huh. well, we have got a really great story about what we are doing, which is using music to catch criminals, which is interesting. Ah. Wait till you hear this one, Olga! Come on, Olga's back, making her third appearance on Happy. Hour. I think I'm you're the back. only person we've had on three times.
3: Cool. Really, nice. That's a good number. I think so. Isn't it yeah.
0: is right, the Andrew? a
1: universal
3: number. Uh, Chefs like the number three. I've been yeah. here one really? other
4: time with Olga, but. But no, not no but other four three. other times. No, I don't no. think
0: anyone else has been on for, for sure. three times. So congratulations, you're the winner.
3: Great. great. That's pretty I exciting. I feel that way after number 13.
5: Well, <laughs> I, well, I hope we're still alive <laughs> and we've
0: had you on 13 times. Olga's a blues musician and a member of the Blues Royal Family. She's a member of the Memphis Blues Foundation. Olga's also a performer on screen. You may have seen her in Quentin Tarantino's Django Unchained. Well, you may be one of the quarter of a million people who have watched Olga's YouTube video of her song, It Is What It Is. Mm -hmm. I I looked it up this time. It's almost 250,000 people. that's good. It's unbelievable, (laughs) isn't it? You'll also be able to see more of Olga on screen soon in her own movie, Anamkara. Is that how you pronounce that? Uh Uh-huh. Pretty good. I did it the first time. Anamkara, which will screen in film festivals... And on a new Samsung Smart TV channel, Jazz and Blues TV, mm-hmm. that's going to launch later on this year. But only if you make the movie happen yourself mm-hmm. by investing in it mm-hmm. on Indiegogo,
3: mm-hmm. or you just go to animcarafilm.com.
0: And can you spell it? Yeah, we that wised for up ses- because
3: it was this ridiculous like thing that like you know X Y slash forward you know.
0: Oh, so you made a website for it? Yeah. And so animcara is spelled A N A M C A R A film.com. Film.com, and that means what exactly?
3: It means sulfurin is Celtic actually. And so soul, soul friend. Soul friend. And so the story is that um, it's basically the journey of, like, hedonism, the fall from grace, and trying to find your true self and, and rising back up, you know.
0: Who's the model for this?
3: Me, of course. Really? Yeah, it's my music. So the whole point of it is that it's a, it's a f- music film. It's not, there's no dialogue. So the dialogue are, is the music. And it also, at the same time, plays a Jiminy Cricket character, if you will, during the... The visuals, okay, you no, know, no, as you go through the journey. A, so it's from the point it's of a, it's view. It's like of Jiminy a Ben Hur Cricket? in like 12 minutes, but with Jiminy, music. Jiminy,
0: Cric- <laughs> Jiminy, Cricket plays your soul.
3: The music.
0: Who music plays is. the part? Of, who plays the part of your soul that you're trying to find? The music is. The music is the soul the music of the movie. Is. Yes. And do you find yourself at the end of the movie and when do. we know all about you? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah. So it's kind of turning into this big thing. There's even going to be like an underwater sequence now, and <coughs> like some stunts and. <laughs> Hey, well we're we'll getting maybe the some skydiving. I don't know. Like so. a party. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to before <laughs> we go any <laughs> further. Welcome Andrew
0: beard. Duhon back to Amen. Happy Amen. Hour. Andrew's been gone for so long. Andrew long is time. our Good Happy Hour back. troubadour, mm. who this time really—it's true—I say this every week, but mm. you really do. I know it's all Wander all the country other and the world. This, time. This, this, is this is the first, is
4: the first time we're not just blowing we smoke in my ass. <laughs> but
0: you really are wandering around the world, and then wander back in here. So tell us where you've been and what
4: happened. UK for about a month and then Spain for a week or two and then New York and then Colorado and then I came back
5: awesome
0: and we've been watching you I've been seeing some videos show up on Facebook during the course of your journey Mm -hmm. yeah one beautiful song you're singing playing on the British Portsmouth Portsmouth. Mm -hmm. that was beautiful that was cool looks like you're having such a great time I don't know why I was thinking why would you ever come home (laughs) (laughs) it was just Mm -hmm. all lies yeah just for the camera no it was great
1: which Portsmouth
4: Uh, Portsmouth England Mm. Oh, there's another one.
5: What's that? Yeah, yeah, there's blue everywhere. Of course, that's in New what New England, I immediately. You know? I, I guess we're going to Yeah, right.
0: So you two, Lenny and Leah, both sitting next to each other. Both. Everyone's wearing blue, by the way. Oh, darling, you're not wearing blue. Thank God you saved me on that. You're both from You're both from New England. Rhode Island. You're both from Rhode Island. I'm actually
1: originally from Ohio, but I kind of adopted Rhode Island as my home. Um, and
0: know you're adopting New Orleans as your home. They're just going to adopt yeah, everywhere you go.
1: You know, but I lived there for 11 years. I think that was a, you know, enough time that I could call it home.
0: Well, mm-hmm. here you're not allowed to do that. Here you I'm can't not, call I'm it home until high school, school here.
1: I'm not 11 years yet. No,
0: I don't think you'll be get away with it even after. I don't
1: know. I, I've talked to a lot of people from here that that adopt people that aren't from here. Pretty yeah. soon after seven which years, which
0: I'm going to do
6: when it's over, because this Providence thing has to have a life of its own.
0: And what, what do you mean by that?
6: Well, I, I I grew up just outside of Providence, in Cranston. Mm-hmm. I went to a college of Providence, Providence College.
1: We both did. Not Providence College, but went to And college she was yes.
6: down, her her school was on Dorrance and Wayborset. Mine was up on the, uh, the uh, west side of Providence. But I used to work what? as a young man right around the corner from where she went to school. What did you do? Well, I... Uh, I played hockey when I was in Providence, but I also you're a professional hockey player. Uh, the P Bruins? To no, I didn't go that far. Aww. But I played D one <laughs> uh, on scholarship. Providence is a fairly well known college mm. hockey program. Yeah, and um, did I worked, you get hurt? Well, I had uh, broken wrist, uh, disc four and five removed, removed, um, yeah, Remove. uh, and yeah, ACL but it's a couple of teeth are not mine. Oh, man. I have scars on my face, as you can tell. No, you look fine. Oh. Oh, well, I, they've, they've now Yeah, the wrinkles ring. have, uh, <laughs> you know, taken their place. I claim them as scars. So, yeah, they took
0: two, what, two discs out of your back yeah, they took in your
6: 20s? No, actually, they did that in 2006 when I was still oh, playing man. hockey. Oh, you've
0: been playing all the way through.
6: Yeah, I didn't grow up.
0: <laughs> you know, as long as you Amen. skate,
6: you stay young forever. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, we have uh, if, uh, Joe Biederman who runs uh, Hill of Jewelers. He's 65. He still plays.
0: And how mm-hmm. many d- discs and vertebrae has he had? Well,
6: he's about 6'10", so he's oh probably gosh. had most of them realigned to oh play the God. game. What's the
0: pain factor like in that sort of it's thing?
6: Fabulous. <laughs> it's fabulous. It's <laughs> fabulous. You usually like to give it more than receive it. Yeah, yeah
0: but, I mean, in the operations, I mean, you have when, they, when you say people, it's easy to say that, oh, I had a couple of discs around. That must be painful. It's all hell. Well, they
6: did an emergency surgery on a Sunday uh, back in uh, July in 2006.
0: Mm. Thank God for Obamacare, right?
6: Well, it was way <laughs> right before that. Although, yeah, he would have been... He would have
0: been no, president. he was only elected in 2008.
6: Okay, then that was uh, Bush... Bush care. care. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bush justice. Yeah, it was after Wait, Katrina. Wait, so, <laughs> <laughs>
0: so what happened? You were playing hockey and you got whacked or something?
6: A young Canadian decided that Canadian. he didn't like my game at that point and um, <laughs> cheap-shotted me. But probably along the way, I deserved much of it. Mm. <laughs> you know, uh, my wife was upset. She aww. wanted... Uh, You're know, My wife's a lawyer. She thought, this should be so something. And I said you don't do that you you fight them which we unfortunately did and then you heal and you go back and play again hockey
1: fights are
4: the best they're the best that's a real sportsman so even in like beer league hockey there would be fights
6: when people disagree over a certain way the game's played, you have to mm-hmm. resolve it in that manner. It's amazing. And, and you yeah. don't have to resolve it in that <laughs> manner, really. But that's You what do. You're hockey. hockey. You do. Because
4: everybody's watching. <laughs> in the beer league, are there refs to break there. it up, or do you just decide when yeah, you break Yeah, but it they
6: start drinking before the game, right. so their calls are a little. <laughs> yeah. Of, yeah. There was no call on the penalty that he put me into the boards on, so I had to help him understand. Did you have to play
0: on? Yeah, hurt, of course. You have oh to yeah. play hurt. And yeah. at the end of the game, you can't leave the game because you're even if you're in excruciating pain, and oh then yeah. you find out you have to have two discs replaced. Dude, you're a real hero. Uh, yeah. well, my That's s- a real. My
6: sophomore year at Providence, a week before the season began, I got jammed in the boards and broke my right wrist. Well, I knew it was broken because when you sent messages, it just ha- stayed floppy. Uh, oh wow. yeah. So I, I went to the boards. I taped it up. I taped it on the stick so the coach wouldn't know. The coach at the time was Lou all. He's a hockey Hall of Famer now. Mm. Not because of any game that I played to contribute, <laughs> but I taped it on my wrist. But you know, you can't shoot the puck, and um, he thought my game had declined rather quickly in mm. about five minutes, and so I lost half a season with that. Uh, Couldn't wow. play with it. Wow.
0: So what job? I've interrupted you before. Yeah. You were just going to tell me what job you were doing while you were playing hockey back in Providence.
6: I actually worked in a clothing store around the corner from her called Philip Wolf Haberdasher. Mm. So, and you might have walked by it many times. Is it still there? Corner of Dorrance and it, Yes. Mm. And
0: it was. Philip North, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah. That's oh. how you started out, selling I was men's selling
6: uh, St. Laurent's and Givenchy's wow. while I was going through college.
0: Nice. Well, that's how you put yourself through school?
6: It was a big part of it, yeah. Oh, I stayed cool. there for a year. You then still I
0: still say part of it, I see.
6: Yeah, <laughs> par, bear, car, watch. I got to make I sure I was going to say that's hardcore. Like, you know, all year, all year. Yeah, <laughs> you don't lose it. Remember, they landed in Plymouth Rock. So this is the king's English. Uh-huh. Whatever's being spoken down here is a derivative of that. Well, I think it's true,
1: there's a lot of similarities. Yes. Well, the
0: French came here, didn't they? The French and Spanish came here. Mm-hmm. Not that we like them any more than the British. <laughs> well, I don't know about that,
1: don't we?
6: Well, I've been to France and I've been to Great Britain. I haven't been to Spain, so i
1: I've been to all of them.
0: Really? What were you doing in all of them? Were you cooking? Uh,
1: yeah, I, I worked at a restaurant in England for six months. Ooh. Um, yeah. Did they make weird. good food? Well, it was a Michelin star restaurant, actually. Huh. What kind? Uh, wow. Of um, it was just, you know, kind of traditional French inspired okay. fine dining. Mm-hmm. You could get like a 20 million course meal. Hmm. And uh, the chef I had idolized Gordon Ramsay so no. you can that imagine you can imagine how he was <laughs> mm-hmm. abusive <laughs> very very i didn't realize
0: abusive. that people in the industry would idolize him i thought he was oh, just like an entertainer loved,
1: no no well in england is where mm. he started and he was a big big name chef there before he came here
0: but so people we've had you know we've, we've talked on uh, to other people who work in kitchens and i've heard that people aren't really like that in kitchens
1: Huh, he was. But uh, <laughs> is that is that atypical? Um, it just depends where you're at. I think if you go to Europe, I, chefs are more that old school style, really big assholes. Yeah. Is, <laughs> is there a lot, lot of
0: drinking want. and drug taking?
1: Not... Not when I was in England. Here, yes.
0: <laughs> there is yes, presently in general. If you work in a kitchen, uh, there's a lot of I think of I drugs. think
1: people who are in the culinary field are probably some of the most abusive to their bodies of any field. But not
6: at Johnson and Wales. Oh God, yes, no. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely.
6: Yes.
0: <laughs> try to cover <laughs> them. <yeah. laughs> no,
1: no, no. Well, I mean, it's everywhere.
0: What is it about? It's, it's something everywhere. about the stress of working in a kitchen, I suppose, that makes you. I
1: don't know. It's the, I heat. S- yeah, the heat. The Maybe. Some of
3: it's all just gone. their personality. Grace in the heat, man. <laughs> Gets you all fired up. I don't yeah. know. I don't really
1: know what is. Why do so many so many chefs smoke? I, I don't know. You know they want their food to taste good, and then they all smoke, and it ruins their sense of taste. So Does it really? Totally ruins sense of taste and smell. Mm. Think of smokers. They have a horrible sense of smell. Mm. And then you know they end up oversalting their food quite a bit.
0: Mm. And yeah. most chefs are smokers, though.
1: Not most, but a lot. A lot. I, think, I think it's gone down in recent, in recent How years. How many
0: people in medical school smoke now? Not many. Do any doctors, medical students I, still I smoke? I
1: barely ever see people outside smoking. Yeah, out. that
0: must be an incredible it's pressure. It's gone down.
2: It's gone down incredibly.
0: Are you a smoker, Darlene? Nope. nope Did you ever? Never, never. How come you never smoke?
2: Never had an interest. Don't like the smell. It's gross. What yeah. about weed? Nope, never did that either. Nothing. I'm crime stoppers. I haven't done anything. <laughs> 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 well,
0: you're crime stoppers now, but when you were younger, did you grow up? I here? was a
2: baby crime stopper.
0: <laughs> did you grow up in New Orleans? Yes, I did. So you were born and bred here. Like all goes from here, too, right?
2: Yeah, I was born San Francisco originally.
5: Oh God, I'm here
0: wrong about that. 12, 13 years. Oh, that's I thought you were from here. Ah, well, it was so wrong I've been about here that. here a long yeah, time. Now, darling, what high school did you on. go to then?
2: John F. Kennedy doesn't exist anymore. Hmm. After Katrina. Wow. Really?
0: So, see so you're drinking water and punch. Yes. I don't Stay think she stops your punch, to be honest Real, with you.
2: It just tasted yum on the water jug. Mm.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, Darlene, well, let's we, let's get on to Crime Stoppers in a minute, because I've got this. I saw this. I heard this amazing song. That I believe that Crime Stoppers is using music to stop crime now, right. which is what I want to talk to you a minute about. But first of all, let's actually hear a song. Okay. Olga, I see you've got this little tiny ukulele. I do. Last time you came here, and that's, most blues people don't play the ukulele, I wouldn't think, do they?
3: No, I, I don't know.
0: Doesn't I, seem like I, a blues type. I think you know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, uh, I, it was such an accident, I just started, I learned how to, you know, play it on, on set, because you're sitting on set for hours, and so there's plenty of time to do things, and it was a little bit more portable than yeah. a mm-hmm. guitar, and... So what so.
0: set were you on exactly?
3: Uh, the new Planet of the Apes Oh, cool. film. They really yeah. transformed downtown
1: for that. It, it was crazy. Yeah, I was on
3: working on that set, and yeah. then out at the old Six Flags, they built uh, an ape yeah. village awesome. in there, and it Fun. took them like five months to build that set, mm. and I think five months to build the one that was downtown. Yeah.
0: People got very pissed off at these Planet of the Apes people downtown. I kept on seeing posts close? on Twitter and Facebook. Probably because basically, it was closed,
1: because the streets yeah, were closed. Yeah, well, the streets were
0: closed, and, yeah, six like, weeks. and they put ID yeah.
1: on their doors and stuff. They did. Yeah, so it what, looked really different. Yeah, what's sure. the movie
0: like, actually?
3: Uh, I can't really. I I can't you're really reveal a, that because I had to sign a. You know. Oh no, a, no one uh, listens to Vosier. this stupid show. Yeah. Uh, Don't okay. worry. Well, yeah. uh, well basically <laughs> it's a continuation. If you saw Rise of the Planet of the Apes, then this is a continuation. It's basically like I think about ten years later, uh, and the humans it, like there's there was like they go at war with the apes basically, and um, and so I was basically one of the apes. I was one of the stand-in apes and for actually several of the apes, for one of the lead male apes and you, one of the lead female apes.
0: You were apes. a stand-in ape. I was a stand-in ape. I hope you haven't written that on your resume. And exactly I also had like a stand-in for, yeah, for, for, yeah, stand for a horse. Yeah. for a horse?
3: My name Horse. Yeah. How do you stand for a horse? I had to be on a ladder <laughs> in the middle of downtown. Okay. For like a really long time, and they got the 3D cameras out, and everybody knew my name. Trust me.
0: Wow. <laughs> So, I all knew who I was. so the stand so this whole thing is three D, planet of the eighth, the yep. movie. Okay. Cool. So that's interesting in itself. They and motion capture,
3: so no one's wearing monkey suits, it's all in the mocap suits, and they have little points.
0: Mocap, make a note of that. We have to be able to uh, save that And in then in it all shows. gets added mo-cap in in, in
3: the animation oh, part. I was wondering, in they in must so I, I, they I must learned be a lot so about three D filming and about mocap on this. That's mocap, which is oh, great. I've never heard of mocap. Which is what I wanted to. Is that M E A U
0: X? Motion capture. Motion
1: capture. Motion capture.
0: You know about? Oh, because you're in the film business uh, too, business too. Well, we got a lot to get on here. So I have
6: another adopted daughter right over here. Yeah. Great. You know, she's
1: trying to do her own movie. I'm going to talk to. her I know a banker.
0: Okay, we're going to. Okay. okay, so here's the order of events. <laughs> See? Song, okay. Crime Stoppers song, Anamkara okay. mm-hmm. movie, and then how Hals- Lenny's going to help you okay, get it made. Okay, so we'll probably, <laughs> only, <laughs> have that we'll down probably down only have time for one song. Is that right? What's that? I only have time for one song, you think? No, we might be able to fit a couple in. Who knows? We can, there's no reason this is we couldn't stay here all night except for <laughs> Hugo kicking us out. But he serves <laughs> drinks all night. Yeah, we can stay here until they close. As as they hey, do we, Chris, do we have to move um, this other <laughs> mic to capture the uke? Uh, if you want. Uh, Well, hey, that's the kind of of tech direction I like. (laughs) Okay, we'll move. Okay. okay. (laughs) All right. Okay, now we're going. Okay, so
3: I thought I'd do one of the songs uh, that's going to be in the movie. And um, so I came up with a ukulele rendition of it. Okay.
7: Birds of sorrow fly over my head. Let them nest in my bed. I can't help but wonder all in my insecurities. It's a challenge every day, sometimes it takes some authorities. Now say he was praying on my, my heart. All these petty competition, they bring me down time to time. Hey, birds of sorrow they fly over my head. They should fly and fly on over my head. I won't let them. Nest in my bed. I want it. You can't compare apples to oranges. Just like you can't tell if what a heart is feeling is fair can't avoid the people who don't wish you well, just know it ain't about you now, it's their own emotional sin. and I say, now burns of sorrow, they fly on over my head, birds are fighting. I can't stop a person's lying. I can't control where they go or what they do. Only got myself to mind and take my own hand when I'm crying. I'll keep this birds from
0: all right okay that's got a total Beautiful. radio hit song feel written all over yeah it well me. if you
3: heard the actual version that I recorded it's gonna be it's a little different than that but it does have that flying thing and it, it's gonna be like the middle portion of the song where like everything just goes to hell like there's just the craziness
0: like yeah. in a good way in a positive pop way or no, in a sort of discordant no. way no this
3: is going to be this is a Ben-Hur in 12 minutes okay in essence so you're not so kidding it, about it's, that no it really it's, is. it's like a, it's, a, it's a story it's very truthful it's honest and of course there'll be some embellishments and you know that sort of thing but it's it's the journey of finding yourself and the process of getting there and how you go through sometimes the pit of despair in order to come out on the other end And so that's really what it is. And the visuals will kind of go, music will play, but the visuals will be the storyline. And there's not really gonna be any dialogue. There might be a little bit of a few words here to help with transitions and that sort of thing. There's probably at least already 50 people involved in this project. Um, Like all film industry uh, friends and um,
0: these, just keeps growing like these more and more people, people are, are these are people in. you met making Yeah, real like making big movies, time so movies and so all these big time people mm-hmm. are going to help you yeah, make so this. Yeah,
3: all like, you know, professional, they're all professionals. So this is going to be a pretty so
0: seriously cool. good movie then. It's gonna you've be pulled in all sorts of good. great people. Yeah, it's okay. going to be
3: seriously good. It's no 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 farting right. around.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about how <laughs> we're going to get that made in a minute. So let's okay. come back to that, but I promised that I was gonna, wanted to talk to, to, to Darlene about using music to fight crime. Yes,
3: I actually want to hear this. No, This, this is, is
0: interesting because I see this whole thing that you somehow managed to convince Dr. John to get involved cool. Cool. With, with your crime-fighting mm.
2: right.
0: program. Yeah. Tell us the story. What is going on?
2: Well, I really want to thank the writer, Donnie Markowitz, and um, Carl Gustafson, um, who actually wrote a song called <laughs> Another Murder in New Orleans. And they asked Bobby um, Rush and Dr. John recorded the song and because of the nature of the lyrics and what the song was intended to to you know to discuss they asked if they could join with crime stoppers and of course they were kind enough to allow us to have a download option where we're going to get a little percentage of what the download is of this newly released song but also they wanted to be at a function where we can kind of premiere it so we have a, a function on september 11th the idea was to take it bigger than that it was to really involve local artists so that everybody stands together united about what we're seeing happening in the community I mean, you listen to the lyrics, it really is a personal feeling about what they've expressed in their, or felt in their lifetime and experienced, and it's also everybody realizing we all have a part to play. So that's really what their message is, that musicians, all of us, have a part to play to stop the violence. So
0: if we're listening to this, if anyone's listening to this before September the 11th, mm-hmm. which is exactly, I don't even know, what day of the week is that?
2: Next Wednesday. That's
0: Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Before Wednesday, September the 11th, that's open to the public, and you can just wander Absolutely. along there.
2: Right. and. You've got to pay to come in. you got to pay a ticket to, come in. Yes. Cool. to get, Well, it's a fundraiser for <laughs> right, the Crime $50. Shoppers. It's really unbelievable the price. You get food and drinks, and you get to see Bobby Rush, Dr. John. We actually have um, Shaleya who's Rush a brand-new cool. um, artist okay. that a lot of people have heard. Um, she has something out right now with Stevie Wonder. Um, we also now have Glenn David Andrews coming and playing, um, James Andrews, um, David Baptiste and his sons, uh, Deacon John, wow. Sun Pie, uh, Rock and is supposed to be coming by. Charmaine Neville. So wow. for fifty bucks, <laughs> Where unbelievable. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah, Generations Hall, seven oh. to ten. at Generations Hall. Cool.
0: On, on Wednesday, September the eleventh. Right. And Dr. John is playing, and yep. and the whole Bobby. gang will be there. All these. Is Bobby
3: bringing uh, the big booty girls? Um, booty. he
2: does have dancers, I think, coming. <laughs> I've okay, met one lady. then that's worth the fifty dollars right I've there. Met one lady. <laughs> 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 Just to see that. Uh, he does an amazing b- I've, show. I've gotten to know Bobby, and um, for eighty years old. He Mm. looks like he's 60, if that. What a nice man. Mm -hmm. Really, really enjoyed meeting him. So you've been doing this for
0: 18 years. You've been Mm -hmm. fighting crime in New Orleans. Is this the first time you've worked with artists? Or you must have done this before. This this is
2: the first time that I've worked with um, legendary artists, absolutely. This has been a new experience for us. It's all been mostly local bands that would um, come up and play. And I will say all of these guys are donating their time. You know, to do this for us, so it really, really has touched my heart. So this is
0: Donnie Markowitz, a song who's a famous songwriter, actually. <laughs> very
2: famous songwriter. Um, when I met him, he goes, "You know that movie, uh, Dirty Dancing?" I'm like, "Oh, everybody knew that movie." I wrote the, um, you know, the title song for that. I said, "Seriously, you just had to add, you know, Patrick Swayze to that, and everybody <laughs> 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 else knew who it was." A very talented man. So he um, just
0: moved to New Orleans a year or so ago.
2: He moved here. He um, is now we're calling him a native New Orleanian, but he's from New York and um, very kind, kind. Person and his family all here. Got babies and everything here. Yeah.
0: So he wrote the song with Dr. John or by himself with someone else.
2: Uh, With um, another gentleman, Carl, and then he um, he asked. I I don't know how they got Bobby and Dr. John to be the you know to the musicians on this, but they do a great job. You know, what can you say, Dr. John?
0: (laughs) So what do you do with the money?
2: We use it for our program cost. Um, We have a lot of youth programs. We've really been an um, tried to be more proactive, so we do a lot of youth leadership. Right. Um, use safe school programs, and um, that's where this a lot of this the bulk of this money is going to go. That's awesome. So that's why we appreciate everybody that comes out because it's going yeah. to a good good cause.
0: And who's do you work with the police?
2: Um, we work. We're actually not the police department. That's no. The big
0: You're separate from the police. We department. are separate from the. So p- what's your relationship? We have relationship? liaisons.
2: We have a li- what we do is we pass our information on to the police. So we're just we have liaisons with the police, but they don't control any of our fundraising. They um, do actually do not. Control any of the payouts of rewards. Everybody knows we pay out, pay out rewards. And, um, you know, we're that like voice for the community. So people don't get that we're actually separate and apart, but we're there to play that function for them.
0: Who's this mm-hmm. other guy that I see on TV? Mm-hmm. Rafael Goyme. Is he with you is no. he with na- yet no. another he's organization? He's just
2: a friend now. <laughs> yeah, he's a different organization. He's with the Metropolitan Crime Commission. that's nothing
0: to do with the city either.
2: No. They're so these are all
0: independent separate crime groups. fighting organizations. Yep. Yep. So What's your impression of the police force now? Is it true (laughs) that there are hardly any cops left that they're firing them all? Um
2: well I won't say that they're firing. I think we certainly need more police officers. I think there's lots of issues with funding and resources. Um I think that's why what we do is so important. Because you'll never one, you'll never have enough police officers, but right now I think we certainly see that we need more.
0: Are you an independent voice, Darlene, or do you have to be polite about what you say about or Um, are you completely independent? uh, And you don't care what you say.
2: Well, no, I do care what I say. <laughs> I'm independent, but um, certainly, no, I don't... I,
0: I mean, if I asked you if <laughs> everyone hates a police chief and the police force, could you tell me the truth about yeah. that? Or would um, you have to be po- politic and say, <laughs> oh, I'm sure everybody loves it?
2: I would just say that I've heard good and bad on both sides, so it's whatever <laughs> people want to think. Um, I, I think the police I have, I have done a good job, though. You've seen yeah. a lot of changes recently. Have A we lot of corrections, really? yes. I think I've so. heard
0: that there's a terrible morale problem in the police force and that everyone... Ha- the, all the, All the... Mm-hmm the men and women in the police force have no respect for the chief, and that's why everything's so fucked up. Is there any truth to that at all?
2: No comment. I'll just talk about Crime Stoppers.
0: Okay. <laughs> I just thought it would be interesting to get, you know, after a couple of drinks, have you drank any of that cocktail? No. are <laughs> yeah. yeah. drinking drink water. water. That's where we've gone wrong here. <laughs> oh, I just geez. wondered if, if... No one will go on the record or even off the record. Maybe when the, we'll turn the mics <laughs> off and then we'll turn them back on again, do you
1: think? I, I've heard the same. I mean, what you've heard You've Leah, heard. heard the same thing? Yeah. 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 I think, I mean, if, if we're all... I know a lot of people who have spoke with police officers mm-hmm. who are currently or used to be on the force and
0: there's uh, trouble. They
1: feel I mean, I think it's obvious there's trouble to all of us who live here.
0: <laughs> well, well, nobody seems to know <laughs> why. Nobody seems to know why there's a huge crime rate in New Orleans. I mean, no, no one can ever tell you definitively why we have the same number of people that other cities have and yet we have It's
1: not just the crime, it's also the response from the police force and I can I mean, I've been hours. very frustrated by it I, I lived I just moved in an area that was extremely ridden um, with uh, theft and rob. I had two friends who got robbed while they were home um, and the police wouldn't show up for hours hours yeah I Do mean, have there a gun were th- you should get a gun do you th- have a gun? Well, yes, a gun. no, because I'll I end up like Merritt Landry, which is also in my neighborhood. Uh, well, you need a train. And, it know. doesn't matter. He shot it. I don't know if you heard the story, but he shot a kid imagine. that jumped over his eight-foot security fence, and now he's um, going to trial for second-degree murder for shooting the kid at 2 in the morning who is a known thief, and well, that's, yeah. now I mean, they've he's, charged he's him with attempted second-degree murder. It's really messed up. It was because it was right after that Florida case. And so they're trying to throw race into it. And that really has nothing to do with it. No. Nor did he know he was 14. It was 2 in the morning and he was near his door. He was on his property. Yeah. So, you know, now you can't even just get a gun because there's lawsuits happening against people who protect themselves. Well, so he's, well, on, but he's it, on trial. He yeah. should
4: be on trial. He just shouldn't be uh, convicted. He won't be
3: convicted
1: He's not right. convicted. He's not convicted. He won't be he's convicted, convicted but Darlene's not saying anything. He, he got, <laughs> he, they, they charged him with it. Uh, I'm not sure if the DA approved it yet or not. Right. Um, they were taking forever to get through that. Uh, so that well, I mean, the other option, too, is,
3: like, you is it your life, or is it you're going to well, worry a pregnant, about... Yeah. he had a
1: pregnant wife exactly. and a child he's inside. Gonna, he'll be acquitted. I hope there's, so. Yeah, I sure absolutely. Hope
3: so. I mean, Louisiana just recently strengthened their gun laws here and to protect and, uh, gun owners here, and so... There's been a lot of hubbub property, about it and try to get into his house and that sort of thing. some people, like some people are arguing
1: that because it was his yard, it wasn't his property. Oh, no, he's distance. paying taxes on that. It's his property. That's how I feel. See, that's how I feel, you know. but not everyone does. <laughs> isn't, <laughs> well, your property, opinion, isn't your
0: property the border of your property? Property that you yeah. own, own, it's not just your house. I, I think the lines are kind yes. of blurred in the law and your, and your car. Your car is an yeah. extension of your property. Darlene probably knows the answer to this. Can you shoot somebody on your in your backyard? I
2: think, I think we have an attorney here. He may know the answer. <laughs> no, my wife's an attorney. Oh <laughs> she probably Paul knows are. the answer. Should we text her? Darlene, <laughs> do, you, do you have a gun? Do you want to take a lifeline on that
3: one, or do we do uh, the, the phone call or the, the text? You no. Know, I got a brother who's
0: an attorney. You do? Well, call them both. That's it. Darlene, well, do you have a gun?
2: Am I personally a gun owner? Yes. That's my. I have a
0: gun. Do you have it here on you?
2: No,
0: I do not have it on me. Oh, you have your gun on you? No, because I, I sh-
3: don't want a concealed carry.
0: You, you don't have a concealed no. license?
3: No. You <laughs> do, and you don't have to to own a gun in your home. And right. I can drive it legally to and from the range without it. <laughs> and I haven't decided if I want to be on record by owning a gun. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not right. really sure if I want that. Like, whose business is it, really? I have it in the event that... Power goes out, looters come out, yeah. and it's me and my mom at home, and right. if they're going to come in.
0: You could always shoot her. That would be a great excuse. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd thought of that. that
6: we, we actually no, get along now. So,
0: you
1: know.
6: <laughs> Not mothers. Yeah. mother in law That phase Mother-in-law. is oh, yeah. yeah. no, Mother-in-laws, exactly. Yeah.
1: I will say I've contemplated buying a gun for the first time in my life. I yeah. never really considered myself someone that was a huge... I don't, I don't know that I really had an opinion on guns, but for the first time, I'm, yeah. I'm contemplating You don't look at it. it as a victim thing. Look at no, it as, like, I don't. It's, it's self-defense. Thing, you know. I just bought yeah. a baseball bat. <laughs>
0: for self-defense? Yeah. Well, you might as well take up baseball It's next now. to
3: my bed. I know. Go to the the range. guy asked me why I was buying it. <laughs> Go to the range with a bat. <laughs>
0: Can anyone see what the time is on that clock? I can't read a thing there. Can I know. tell yeah. you the time. It's 4.45. Yeah. is it really? Oh my god, things are getting bad here. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to move on. We've got to talk about the movie and how we're gonna yeah, a have little to dire to Andrew, I've got to make <laughs> you play a song. I, I mean, I'll to. be back
4: next week. It doesn't matter to
0: me. But don't you think we need to we can go five uh, minutes over, big yeah. deal. <laughs> Come on, grab the right Yeah, now? Come on. Don't you think we do? Yeah. We've missed Andrew here so much. Right. And we started five minutes late. so... We did start late, you're absolutely Right yeah. Hey um, Okay we'll get on to the, Look at this beautiful Looking guitar What is this called?
4: It's a Dobro
0: This is a Dobro mm-hmm. Now you've never Brought this here before I don't No
4: care. I haven't uh, Is I don't it It's just in the car No uh, It's not um, I don't know why I have this uh, Because I was at my apartment And the other guitars Are at the rehearsal space So the best idea Was to bring this one
5: Okay This
4: is a song On the EP Which you probably Don't have It's called Hold Me Babe don't worry about the title. Well,
8: I'm tired of holding old memories. Babe, I want to hold on to you. Because when the night blows cold, that old memory to hold don't keep me as warm as you do And I'm sure that you've got the same story About a love you can't seem to cut loose Yeah babe I know the pain And it don't go away So hold me babe And I'll hold on to you and I'll hold out for dear love. We'll hold on for dear life. Cause this dear life is cruel. So hold me, babe. And I'll hold on to you. Nobody is as short sure as they're pretending. I can't dance, i just shuffle my shoes But I know it'd make you smile If we went dancing for a while So hold me, babe, and I'll hold on to you And I'll hold on for dear love. And we'll hold on for dear life This dear life is cruel, so hold me, babe, and I'll hold on to you. Hold on to me, babe, and I'll hold on.
0: Okay, welcome back to the United beautiful. States, Andrew Duhon. Right,
1: this is we some talented. Thanks
0: God, we've missed you. Thank you. And you, no, you even get you a guys. drink for that as well.
4: Yeah. Oh, I mean, let's play another one. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: so I, I have a quick question. Yes, Leah. Do either of you play around town?
4: Mm-hmm, we both do.
1: Okay, just under your name, your mm-hmm. band. Okay, so I don't know what's your last name.
4: Duhon, D U H O N. Okay. And Olga okay. doesn't even have a last name. Olga, nope. do you just play as Olga? That's I
1: do. Yeah. Do you guys have any regular regular places you go? Uh, I'm
3: usually just like, because I'm so busy in film now. That's mm-hmm. been it's like my what I do now.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Um, what are you called? You're like a producer or a director? Yeah, or? I
3: produce, I write, I direct, I um, also act and do music for it. Stand so I've got, in for a horse? I stand in for horses. That's actually, <laughs> you know, I love being a stand in because I learn about camera with that, and I have just learned incredible stuff um, being able to do that uh, for like Quentin and for I've, I've been able to work with like Academy Award winning people Tarantino's phone number? Email?
0: <laughs> Email So we couldn't call him up
3: No He doesn't actually have a phone he Oh doesn't that's have a cell brilliant. phone. He doesn't, doesn't, he doesn't have, have a phone Smart, smart. He do smart man phones. Actually he is smart I'm like starting to like hate mine It's obvious he's a smart I never man. have reception <laughs> the battery's dead I'm like yeah maybe I don't need it uh.
0: Well, if you're yeah. Quentin Tarantino, you don't need it because you've got people working for you who can take your phone calls, <laughs> I suppose. But I don't That's have true. anyone to take you're my calls. Fine, um. Darlene, do you have a staff at your place? Not
7: enough. You have
3: Facebook. No. You can always... You have
0: Facebook. You can do messages. Oh, I no. could just message Quentin on Facebook then. So yeah, you know what Lenny really does? Lenny, Lenny's One of Lenny's jobs is he works in attracting people to come to yeah to New Orleans. Yeah, I saw that. That's like that magazine. Oh. Yeah. To, to come to New Orleans and, and work well, to spend money. Yeah, we've yeah. done... Um,
6: We've been involved with about 135 movies. The first one we did was the movie Ray. And um, the second movie we did was uh, Mr. 3000. I was just on the phone a little minute ago with Tim Bourne, who went on to do Blindside, executive producer okay. of Blindside. We just did Black and White and um, Endgame Entertainment's in town right now. They're doing a, a movie called Selfless. And I have to do a selfish plug. My son, who's also in the business, uh, produced, directed, wrote, acted, and uh, finished a movie last year, and it's in the uh, New Orleans Film Festival.
3: Cool. Is it a shorter feature?
6: It's a feature. Oh, What's that cool. called? It's called uh, Father Like Son. Huh. I'm not
0: a Any? No, uh,
3: wait a minute. Is <laughs> he play hockey? Do you know Declan, Ryan? Yeah. Okay, so he's the writer and DP for my film. So we're actually okay. storyboarding and doing it together. So you guys are like, like related. Whole, you're like family. So it's so it's like his ex- whole crew and my yeah. whole crew. Well, and, started with yeah. You probably
6: met my son, Mac. Max so he's got I do I think I have but be, I know about
3: the movie because Declan yeah. definitely told me about it Yeah, he, it, what he
6: did was introduce all of the locals that are his peer group he's 25 and they all contributed for free their lives for two weeks he treated them like hell he worked them 20 hour days <laughs> mm-hmm. he um, he produced about an hour and a half movie he's had you know um, uh, Swell Tones uh, Blake on it he's, he's uh, Kevin Costa was involved in screening and reviewing it Uh, LL Cool J Robert De Niro so
0: he's going to be see all these things sound so easy how does (laughs) he get to hook in Kevin Costner LL Cool J and Robert De Niro well he
6: works in the movie industry and he is his traditional role is to work with and supervise the attachments the above line Mm -hmm. so he's he's been uh, everybody from um, uh, Zac Efron Mm -hmm. to um, so he's like a personal assistant you mean yeah he picks them up makes sure nothing happens gets them there he did a thing mm. with Jim Caviezel, who continued to forget his lines. He was in movie "Call When the Team Stood Tall." They just oh left. yeah, I remember
3: that movie. Yeah, and
6: um, that wasn't one of his more no. attractive jobs. But he will be his movie will be premiering uh, on the 11th, which is a Friday in October, and they gave him the big show up at Britannia.
1: Cool. What's it oh called? Oh, good. It's called Great. "Father Like
6: Son." That's so right. "Father Like Son." Jam That's it! Everybody come out. Okay. Uh, he's cool. got uh, his little entourage and. You know, he's one of those people that are, you know, addicted to it, like musicians out
0: of music. And so uh, when you say you, you worked on, Ray, or you made Ray and you made these other movies, wh- what do you actually do?
6: Well, the state did a great job passing a, uh, a credit program. Yeah. But communicating that to the producers or creating credibility out in L.A. wasn't there. They're, they're government workers and they modify work and protect the program and the integrity, but they don't press the flesh and help Connect the dots. So mm-hmm. when we started, we, uh, you know, my affiliate is First Bank of Trust. We became the bank for the deposits, and then that gave us an, an entree into helping them sell the credits, and that attracted uh, completion bond companies like Film Finance. So we do all the completion bonds. And then we had to recruit payroll and accounting companies, and then we recruited a company called Photochem. It's either Deluxe or Photochem. Okay,
0: I'm getting a little lost now. What do you actually do? Bring do you answer the students. phone, or do you go to LA and <laughs> shake hands with people, or do you have meetings, Conductor, or
6: what know. do you I actually CEO do? Do, all hard hard what do? What do, do you personally
0: do all day?
6: Um, well, I well I, I i run an investment firm, and I also run a film business, tax credit business. But what is this, what are you doing? <laughs> um, I mean, <laughs> you
0: know, do you like take money off people and invest it, or well, is what is so, it?
6: So, is um, an example, um, uh, uh, big and rich, the musician. Uh, came to town through Clear Channel. The director, the, the uh, director of Clear Channel, is a friend of mine, and he wanted to do a music video. He wrote a movie called "The Hole in," um, what's the uh, 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 the, uh, the, the <laughs> singer, Merle Haggard. Merle uh, Haggard.
0: Okay. And Willie, really, Willie. Really well, you must oh, be like
6: psychic. How yeah, would you no. know if you say the
0: singer and you say Merle Haggard? Because she was there. Okay. That's Rebecca <laughs> Conwell.
6: She's a big fan of. You and uh, and uh, and Merle and Merle and so he, he <laughs> had all nice of bummer. these fabulous singers. Uh, we put them into the Blue Nile, and I Just helped an, organize a club on Frenchman Street. That's right. Yes, they were fabulous. They were wonderful, and that that was, you know, exactly yeah. what Willie Nelson wanted. So here in the room is is John Big and Rich, Merle Haggard, you know, uh, uh, Johnny. Like how you say Merle Haggard? Yeah. <laughs> really <Right. melting>. really <laughs> And we got him locked in a, a, just like where we are right now. And we did a music video. And you were video. there for that? Yeah, we, we helped coordinate produce the awesome. music video. And, so that's and,
0: called a producer, right? You're a producer then.
3: In a
6: way. Well, I,
5: got, I have. Uh, my, Olga,
0: what uh, is he? Tell us.
6: Yeah. I
3: would say more of the executive uh, producer I, position. I have a lot of
6: credits. Yeah. And uh, my sister in law is Patricia Clarkson. Who has a lot of credits?
0: Okay, so that you relate, you're married to her sister, or I her am married okay. to the,
6: her older sister. So I like to give her a dig because I have no talent at all, but I have more credits than she has in the movie industry. <laughs> which I'm sure... Well, your um, talent
3: is in a different area. which yeah. So the movie wouldn't be able to be made without your talent and contribution. This is what I love about yeah. making movies is that yeah. it's a very collaborative thing. Yeah. You cannot do a movie by yourself. You have like a whole group of people and people maybe go to the movies and they think, oh, well, it's just about this actor and oh my gosh, the actor, the actor. The actors wouldn't be there at all and they wouldn't look as good as they do and they wouldn't be saying the lines that they say and they wouldn't you know, have any of this at all without like a crew, depending on the size I know, uh, like on APES, it was like several hundred people, yeah. hundreds of people right. that are involved from and the union,
6: which started with 45 people when I got involved, they now have 1,700 members. They, yeah. they were making 22000 a year on average. They now make over 82000
0: a year. Which union is this?
6: IATSE. Yeah. They're the ones, the grips, the, grips, lighting. Oh, okay, and the that's the crew yeah. people. Right. Okay. Yeah. But that's fabulous. That's why the industry was created. It gives, and my passion is to make sure... No one from California comes in to work again. Now uh, that you're Louisianian. Mm-hmm. and that everybody on the set, above and below the line, is somebody from Louisiana.
0: And mm-hmm. above b- above the line is actors, and someone and below yeah, the line and is the crew. Exists. Okay, so now let's get down to being s- some s- serious conversation here. Yeah. Now that we've got all that out of the way, mm-hmm. can you actually help Olga make a movie? Can you f- rustle up some money for her <laughs> <laughs> That's to a get her off Indiegogo? Because <laughs> really.
6: Well, <laughs> put on the well how yeah. could I say no to that?
0: So you can't say yes to that. I can't. Okay, just like remember, 10% 10, 10, percent, ten percent to happy hour, I think. But no, can you yeah, really? Yeah, test? we
6: help her set up a budget. We help make sure she has the right crews. We help make sure she gets
0: the right locations. Yeah, but she can do all that for herself. Can you we get her the money? All that's all what you can't do. Can you get the money to make these things?
6: We can introduce her to people who have money. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And now we're getting somewhere.
0: And that's possible Can you introduce of all of us to people it's who have got money? Yes, nothing. yes, yeah.
5: yes. Can you have stoppers then? <laughs> I, 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 and the Gold Ring Center we for Culinary, culinary <laughs> Medicine
6: <laughs> I've actually sent
1: some checks to I'm happy now
0: yes, you have? Yes, you're the I, nicest guy in the world <laughs> <laughs> why don't, don't we just
1: throw a us. big party <laughs> to benefit all of us okay <laughs> it's who, all are these, no, I won't. who are these people I with money?
0: <laughs> who are they? Uh,
6: I actually have a uh, 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 an important meeting on Saturday I have two producers coming to town small independent producers and a very successful Broussard uh, individual who has a flair for interesting things. Broussard meaning the place. The place the so There's city. a guy
0: who's made some money in oil or yeah, whatever yeah. he does. and right. Instead of buying a building, he's going to put it in a movie and God, lo- God, God love it. him. Wait, like right. Broussard's
1: yeah. the restaurant?
3: Well, right? well, no, it's, of the it's city. It's art uh, and it's creativity yeah. and it's so fulfilling. I, can't, I, I love it so much. It's so fulfilling and I love yeah. meeting people and I learn something new every time.
0: Right. Okay, so I'm what does seven. Olga have to do? How much money do you need to make this thing? I need
3: 20 grand. That's not. That's <laughs> nothing.
0: That's like so, a. It's so like a. Right. A math error. That's, yeah, that's, 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 that. that. that's, so that's
6: easy. That's a yeah, math error. I love that. That's so nice. Louisiana. that was great. That's great. Uh, that's <laughs> a weekend bar Bill for most of my activities. Yeah, really. <laughs> I, <laughs> I need to hang out war. with
1: you. Well, <laughs> this is a guy who Well, finds
6: I drink some money. at the Revolution a lot, uh, and they carry my favorite wines awesome. I do. Where's the
0: Revolution? I, that's one of our past guests from Revolution. Oh, they're fabulous. Yeah, that's yeah, that's Molly. She's great. Yeah, we know her from the from. She was been on our show She's the salmon. Yeah. Yeah, oh. best sommelier in the country. She is. Mm-hmm. Wow. She's one of the top twenty-five. Although when I asked, oh, no, she's her, number one. Number she's one. She's There you go.
1: Wine me. Wally. Wow. <laughs> she moved wine. here from Chicago. That's the thing I love so wine. So I love people who come me from too. out of
0: state like I did. Except California, we hate those people, right? Well,
1: yeah. only
6: if they're in the movie business. Okay. But we love them <laughs> right. if they
0: bring the wine and the money.
6: And the money we like, how do you get m- to be <laughs> number
4: one? Are there competitions for some folks? Weren't you that on the show cool. that Molly was on when she told no. she
0: denied that? She denied that she was really. But wrong.
4: I wonder if there could be a head to head to unequivocally determine the number one That sommelier. could be our party. That could be pretty well, cool. We could ask if she's sitting right over there how would taste you figure test. out who's the
0: taste test?
4: You know, I, I, I guess. Well,
0: Leah, how, do, how do they figure out these Michelin star restaurants?
1: You know, it's it's all based off of, of individual opinions. And, you know, it,
0: is it true? Should we believe it?
4: Grease palms and whatnot, just be honest. Yeah, uh,
1: you know, yeah. Well, reputation. I've been to a lot of Michelin star restaurants. I've been to a few restaurants that were named number one restaurant in the world at different times. And I've been at smaller restaurants with no Michelin stars that were better. So, mm.
0: what does it's it all what's, what's one of the restaurants that's been named number one restaurant in the world? I've never been to one of those.
1: Um, well, there's one in Chicago called Alinea. Anyone uh, been to that here, the, Alinea? Uh, I've been there. No. Um yes. And what would you have? I had so many courses. He, did, he does all these, he does molecular gastronomy, so mm. a lot of, you know. That's synths, a good song title, Olga. Molecular, <laughs> molecular gastronomy. It might be yes. something, yeah. A lot of blues? A lot of science. Make it a blues, blues song? Food, so you get like different scents coming at you or you cut into like a pillow and uh, you something. Can, when you say Sorry, you cut into a I'm pillow. I'm getting all. I, no, I when you <laughs> cut into a pillow, you mean a pillow of, of food. scent sometimes, ah. yeah. It was a oh, while really. ago that I but I also went to one in England called The Fat Duck. Um, there that can't
0: be a number one restaurant in the world in England, surely, can It, it?
1: was. That was the best meal mm. probably I've ever had. Ah.
0: Yeah. And that's saying something for a chef. That's there
1: was a, a lot of crap in England, don't get me wrong. Yeah, that's right. But, but there's a few good restaurants like anywhere. The Fat Duck? Yeah.
0: Okay, what did you have there?
1: Um, I remember one of the meals that stuck out in my mind was beetroot gazpacho with mustard ice cream. But they're Whoa. also one of the people that um, kind of really made famous. Um, you lost me on that one. It was yeah. crazy. I don't even really like mustard. That's the thing. It was delicious. Did you say it like grape fruit fruit ice cream. or? No, st- no, no, it was homemade. Homemade. <laughs> Did homemade you say mustard,
0: mustard. ice cream? Uh, it
1: was delicious. That's what I heard. Oh, it was probably
3: had like like that little spice. Yeah, it it probably th- had like a spice like. Well, like Mexican chocolate has that you real spice. Seeds? You know what I mean? Like sometimes that can work. I no,
1: use mustard. It was definitely really? mustard. Hmm. But so well, a lot of What they use is food science. So he worked very closely with a food scientist called Harold McGee, who wrote, if you if you're into food at all, he wrote a um, very popular book called uh, On Food and Cooking: The Science and Lore of the Kitchen. He has two versions of it. Um, he's a very famous food scientist, and he food learned from science. him. Uh, there, there's a big role for food scientists. i used to kind of do that when i did this job actually
0: this is a photo of you when you were a <laughs> yeah, research chef a
1: research chef yeah he's a lot of food science were you
0: ever a re- actual real chef in a restaurant like yeah so you did that not as a, well.
1: Not a head chef, but I've opened right. a lot of restaurants. You um, did. Yeah. You a, ex- look so young.
0: Are you a lot older than you look? I,
1: I know. I have a pretty extensive resume. For I'm thirty. I have, a, I have You're a only big, thirty, and you've well, done all this. I've things. done a lot of stuff, but for many years I was working three jobs and three decent jobs at once. So it gave me. It really built my resume.
0: How do you do that? How do you work three jobs in the kitchen? You
1: know, you give a third of yourself to all of them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you don't sleep.
1: Uh, you don't sleep. Yeah. I wasn't well. I I've. I've I did restaurants growing up and through school and some after. But once I got out, I started going more in, in education and research and development. Um, so it, was a, it wasn't restaurant hours. So I was more able to do that. Is I, it a bit I of life? You were a farmer? I, I farmed, yeah. Yeah, I did. I farmed. So I was, I was teaching at Johnson and Wales. I was farming and I was working for a nonprofit to make school food healthier. What were so you farming? everything we had a five acre farm i was the assistant farm manager we had vegetables uh, we did a csa and then we had 400 chickens for eggs
0: what's a csa
1: community supported agriculture um it's when people sign up for a weekly share of seasonal produce and uh, okay. you don't know what's like a coming co-op. Mm. yeah it's kind of like what um yeah. Holly Grove does with right. their weekly right. box right,
0: right. they're 25 dollar yeah box of but usually
1: with csa is you have to sign up for the whole season
0: so now you're teaching these kids at medical school something about food, so that people who graduate and become a doctor know actually know something about. It. When you go to the doctor and they say you need to fix your diet up, yeah, they actually can know what they're talking about. Thanks exactly. to you.
1: Exactly, they don't. Are just you
0: teaching them to cook?
1: Yeah, it's hands-on cooking classes. They're actually taking eight three-hour cooking classes with me, so they're getting 24. Uh, hours of of nutrition and culinary education
0: and so are any of them naturally good cooks because that would be a pretty good catch Some of for them. anyone listening yeah. single man or woman looking Correct. for a doctor <laughs> and chef
1: yeah well you know it's kind of off limits for me but <laughs>
0: you can't date any of them
1: uh, that would be awkward you know i had to just say have you got your eye on don't, any don't of shit where you work I son. I oh, that. that's a good <laughs> rule that's Should a good rule in the kitchen is, is <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> it's true <laughs> so that's um, what they
0: say have you cut your eye on any of these young guys though for when they graduate because once they graduate you can go date them right
1: yeah no you know it's a professional relationship mostly so
0: mostly mostly
1: glad well you know they, they're good looking I, I won't deny it there's some good looking medical students. I have a son
6: that's a doctor hey bring oh. him is he out. single uh, yes
1: my and mom he loves to cook I'll tell you my mom was really excited yeah. when she it's learned I was going to teach in a medical I would think oh, so you too. can marry a doctor. Lenny, yeah. if I could
0: hook you up with Olga and get her the money <laughs> for and the film and hook her yeah. up hook with your son, is this would, would be the biggest <laughs> day ever. Yeah, we'll and we I'm going to stop If you could stop crime by <laughs> the end of, like, job. we've got another five minutes of the show, so if you could stop crime yeah. by, by then. Yeah. Uh, Darlene, is there, a, is there a formula to stop crime? If you could do anything and wave a magic wand in the city and actually stop it, is there something you would do?
2: I think that we really need to be focused on younger children yeah, yeah. honestly to me yeah. the, the I would you know agree. below 10 mm-hmm. and under oh
0: really that yeah i
2: think mm-hmm. they need to be able to have <laughs> lots of resources that's maybe currently not there in their own family units mm-hmm. and i think they need to see a different path but
0: what mm-hmm. would you physically do to make this happen if you could do anything
2: i think um certainly the extended services that we're seeing happening with the school system you know the morning care the aftercare. care what we don't realize because when we're not in that situation. Some of these kids don't eat when they go home. Some of these kids over the summer don't get maybe one meal a day. They're left alone. I mean, there's no way for kids to have a better outlook and know and learn Mm -hmm. better things, I think, unless they have that mentor and that resources available. So I think extending that opportunity for young children, and I think some of us who have time um, to give older people, I think being a mentor, um, I know the Silverback Society's done a great job with eighth grade boys but they need to be able to get outside of their family unit and see other people who do care.
6: Yeah, there's a uh, fabulous organization in town mm-hmm. that meets that need uh, called Son of a Saint. Mm-hmm. And uh, the creator uh, identifies children at risk and then goes out into the neighborhood, brings them in, and teaches them just the, the, the most important issues of, of uh, relationships. You know, how to be on time, how to dress, mm-hmm. how to how to respect women. Um, how to shop, how to how to eat at a restaurant, how to organize the um, the um, the assignment of the knives, forks, and spoons—the littlest things that we mm-hmm. all take for granted—and and, uh, and uh, they probably saved uh, a couple dozen kids, gave yeah. them some inspiration and hope. I think that's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's easy to watch the TV and curse the, the, mm-hmm. the crime issue, but unless you stop and actively take an active and engaged position to change the life of just one kid and hope it, it, it results in three or four more. Yeah, when well, you're talking to the CEO convinced. of Crime Stoppers here, right. sir. and then
2: I'll say one thing that really has always comes to my mind, um, we do a lot of presentations in schools. We have a safe school program. We talk to kids about youth, uh, about different alternatives. We talk about crime trends. We talk about consequences. We talk about being empowered. And the thing that I hear is kids don't feel like they have any power. Mm. And I go back to a presentation that I did with very young children. I want to say the little boy who came up to me might have been in first or second grade. And we were talking about bullying and just respecting ourselves and respecting others. And he came up to me after the presentation, brave enough to come in front of about 400 other students and tap me on the shoulder of the waist. I said, what do you need, sweetie? He goes, you know, what you talked about bullying and what you talked about respecting other people. This morning, my mom and grandma, because that's who we live with, insist they had a fight. And it really made me mad. So I wanted to come in today and be mean to somebody else. Now I realize that's bullying. Aww. And it just, um, I was at tears. I was like, you know, right. you're right. So if you pass on that message, what you learned today. So as as adults, we need to be so conscious of what these kids see. Mm-hmm. But we also need to know that they are, they're good teachers. We give them the opportunity to speak up and, and, and lead by example, they will. And that's one thing, Crime stoppers is, like this event that we're having, it's really focusing on the youth. This so is the are, you, are you pairing with anyone, like Cafe Reconcile? Or we have done things with Cafe Reconcile. Um, we actually Liberty's Kitchen? We've used actually all three of them in our yeah. own different events. In the um, beginning of the year, January February, March, we do a teen summit, cool. where we get a lot of artists and hip hop artists working with us, and we give all the programs that have resources available an opportunity to be there. So kids awesome. get to meet them. In um, our safe school programs, the same thing. We will join with a lot of different community groups and other organizations just to kind of spread the resource out and just mm-hmm. you know. Spread the love It makes more saying.
1: sense for us all to work together. Absolutely. I to also,
6: understand there are really no bad kids. Mm-hmm. There are bad environments, bad environments and circumstances yeah. and influences right. and a lack of a hug or a care. And um, you know, part of the reason I got involved in coaching and starting all these different programs in Child's Wish is you know these are not choices people make because they believe that this is the way they want to live, they get drawn into it. Uh, they become victims of it, mm-hmm. and um, it's tough to break those bad mm-hmm. cycles.
1: You know, I, I have a pit bull, and I can't relate to kids, but I can relate that to my pit bull. <laughs> it's how they're brought up, you know. They're, they're given this bad rap, but it's yeah. really about the environment they're put in. <laughs> well, Darlene, let me ask you a perhaps
0: a s- stupid question, but how, how many kids are we talking about that we have to intercede with under 10 years old here? Are there thousands, or are there a couple hundred, or how many... Yeah.
2: I have no clue if there's thousands, but I can say that when you, you know, if we reach the first 10, 20, 30, I mean, I think we're doing a good job. Certainly, mm-hmm. um, if we look at our school systems in the neighborhoods where kids don't have activities in the summer, that's a good place to start. Mm-hmm. You know? You're we, right. That's saf- when a lot
1: of the crime is from them, too, yeah. Well,
2: and then for us, we do a leadership program, and our mm-hmm. kids who are in the leadership program are from three different parishes, and they talk about what they're seeing in their own neighborhoods. And, mm-hmm. you know, even the teens are stepping up. So there's a lot of good kids out there. Yeah. All ages.
0: So if if you listen to this before Wednesday, September the 11th, Mm -hmm. and you want to do something to stop crime in New Orleans, you can spend $50 Mm -hmm. down at the Generations Hall. At what time are we talking about?
2: 7
0: to 10. 7 to Mm 10. And if you want to go on Indiegogo and give Olga some money for... Anam Cara
3: Anamcarafilm.com film Anamcarafilm.
0: A-N-A-M-C-A-R-A film.com. Mm-hmm. Although that's going to be obsolete. We don't have to worry about that because Lenny's well, going go <laughs> to anyway like find your money. Just in case. you going to see about the project
3: and stuff. I mean, It's yeah. kind of interesting that no one's really done anything like this before so we're definitely sort of taking the road less traveled in this project and everyone that's doing it is volunteering their time. So the, the money, the budget is really just for stuff that we have to get, right. stuff we need to build and you know that sort of thing.
0: Stand but in for the horse. I would love to get stuff. that
3: horse From the movie I, I thought about it I, I, I might, get, might get a pony
0: Yeah Every, ho- every film should have A pony Because there is sort of in an, it, right? a
3: banquet Like you know Fellini-esque sort of scene And there's, there's going to be if Like you jugglers you shoot
4: a Shetland and, From the right angle Yeah you know, <laughs> I think I'll
3: well, have to talk to Declan about that He's got this whole thing Like what mapped a, out what of.
6: a unicorn
3: well, we'd have to make one got to capture work. one first. Yeah, well, then we have to maybe raise the budget for They're that. Elusive.
0: You might have to breed one of those. They're elusive, those You guys have come to the end of Happy Hour here today. Aww. It's all over. Why? Lenny Elsfeld thank Why? you so much for joining me. Leah Sarris. Thank you. Darlene Cassanza. Thank you. Olga, just one name. Uh-huh. And welcome back to Andrew Duhon, Great our Happy back, Hour right. Troubadour. Thank God you're yeah. back home again. That's happy hour for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Our show was produced by Graham Ponte. our associate producer and technical director is Chris Kehoe. Christian Unruh is our music director and our web designer and link to the real world is Dr. Cliff Brigden. Mitch Foreman wrote the theme that you're currently hearing being played also by him. For a happy hour, the fabulous audio quality of this show is brought to you in part by PreSonus Audio Electronics. PreSonus makes some of the best audio recording and live sound products around, including Studio One music production software. Lenny's handing out his business card. Now make sure we get one of those studio live digital mixing consoles Aeros studio monitors and much more thank you Lenny you can visit presonus.com for more information how much money can you actually get us for uh, for happy hour before I finish reading these credits no limit if you'd like to be on our show and be a millionaire as well drop us a line our addresses on our website you can check out our other happy hour shows on our website as well as our other shows out to lunch with Peter Oshiti live from Commander's Palace Mindset with Psychiatrist Dr. Nick Pajik True to the Game with Chris True and Tammy Nelson Vietnam, or our show about the New Orleans Vietnamese community and Midnight Menu Plus One with Margot Moss and the man who ate New Orleans Ray Canard to keep up with us on Facebook, Twitter and a bunch of other time-sucking social media where you can find us. We're called It's New Orleans on all of them. If you listen to the show on iTunes, Stitcher or any of the other podcasting equipment out there, thank you for subscribing. Take a moment to rate and review us. That helps other people find us. We're live today, as we usually are, at Casa Borrega. Casa Borrega is on Aretha Castle, Haley Boulevard, at Felicity in Central City, New Orleans. It's a bar, a restaurant, and a live music venue. Check out the awesome food here. Thank you, Lenny. I've got a free, what is this, a bunch of peanuts? It's coffee. Happy hours of production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. For Mitch Foreman, Cliff bringing everyone back at the INO Studios, And Andrew Duhon, who's back here. I'm Grant Morris. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time on Happy Hour.